It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, as we begin today on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, breaking news as we open the show. Uh, Derek Carr has been benched for the remainder of the season. Jarrett Stidham has been named the starter going forward with the 49ers coming into town this Sunday. Uh, welcome into the show. A very emotional show today. Uh, we've been covering Derek's entire career, his entire career, every play, every game. And I have strong thoughts on this and every other topic today as we get going. And I know you do, too, as we open up the show. A lot of car fans who are out there, a lot of Raider fans who are very emotional on this decision that just came out a little bit ago, about an hour ago. I was privy to this a little bit before that, but it came out about an hour ago, and now it's the number one trending story in the NFL. So, Derek, did he play his last game, most likely with the Raiders? Yeah, I think you could say that as we open up the show. Do the Raiders have an opportunity that still have them here? Absolutely. There's a small opportunity. We have the Jimmy Garoppolo scenario in San Francisco that shows that, too. But it looks like the Raiders will move on from Derek Carr if they choose to do that. And I didn't think it would end this way. I did not think it would end this way for Derek Carr in Oakland or Las Vegas. And it would happen this way. But there's a lot that went into it. So for those who rationally understand what happened today, this was a move made, a business decision made by the organization because they couldn't afford Derek to get hurt the last two games. Period. And he's a warrior, but he can get hurt, and any injury would guarantee his contract for next year. The new regime does not want his contract as of today, at the end of this year, to be fully guaranteed next year. Every Raider fan should understand that. That is very simple to understand as a business decision. The Raiders want to have leverage to upgrade at the quarterback position, if they can, or decide what they're going to do with a young quarterback via the draft because they're going to get a top 10 pick from here on out and then decide what they're going to do with the position when it comes to finances. So that's a business decision, and I think everybody can understand that. If Derek got hurt and significantly hurt, blew out a knee, hurt his back against Nick Bosa or the following week against Kansas City, the Raiders are in limbo. Because there'd be a contract, his contract would be guaranteed for next year. They wouldn't be able to trade him. He has the no trade clause. All of that scenario could be the reason why the Raiders lose out on a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Period. And I think that people are now going to debate, well, are there better quarterbacks than Derek Carr or not? That's a great debate. You can bring that all day to me. I'm fine with that because I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, and there's a very good chance that you won't get a better quarterback than Derek Carr. That's why this decision is risk reward. The risk is not playing him and he goes somewhere else and wins a Super Bowl with some other team, which we've talked about on the radio for a few years. The reward for the Raiders is they can get out of this contract next year right after the Super Bowl, which will not be guaranteed, pay a small fee, and then go out and get a better quarterback than Derek Carr if they believe the quarterback will fit the system better. And then you could debate if that quarterback in your mind is good enough. But if Derek Carr got hurt, the Raiders are completely screwed. 
If if Derek Carr got hurt in the next two weeks and injured his back, blew out his knee, and they parked him, the Raiders would be tied to all that money with Derek Carr next year and the inability to make some of the moves they want to make. You all understand that and can handle that, right? You can all understand that. Not saying you have to like it, but you can understand the business decision. I was talking to my dad about this. I try to talk to my dad every day. And when my dad, I was talking to him about this move going to happen today, uh, my dad said something interesting. He said, wow, this is the business of sports. My dad's 84 years old. He knew it's a business decision. It's a tough one. There's a lot of big business decisions. It was a big business decision leaving Oakland and coming to Vegas. Big business decision overall. And a lot of this goes down to the fact that it's complicated. It's very complicated. So a couple of other things I want to mention here before we have our inside of Vinnie Bonsignor on. I'm pretty confident, and I don't know this to be true because I'm not in the meetings. They don't ask my opinion in the corner when they make these decisions. But if the Raiders did not lose to Baker Mayfield and Kenny Pickett, I don't think we're in this boat. I really don't. If the Raiders, and that doesn't go to the Arizona game, the Jacksonville game, all the other games where the Raiders collapsed, and Derek Carr had something to do with that. I have all these second-half losses. You can blame the coach. You can blame the offensive line. We've, we've done that radio already. We've looked at every loss, horrific loss this year. If the Raiders win two more games, they're pretty much even with Miami. Miami and the Raiders are playing for the final spot. I think Derek Carr is the starter on Sunday. So that did not happen. So if you look at all the scenarios out there, this season and the blown losses, that had something to do with today. Derek's contract for next year had something to do with today. The opportunity to get a new quarterback next year or a young quarterback had something to do today with this decision. And the Raider Nation is completely torn and gutted on this decision because there are millions and millions of Raider fans, and they all have different opinions. And there are a lot of car fans, and I'm one of them, as a person, as a human being, as a father, as a man of faith, and everything he's done. I don't have to prove that to you or anybody else. Derek's been on this show since the day he's, he's, he's come to the Raiders. So it's a tough day for everybody involved who cares about Derek Carr. And the day is today. Vinny Bonsignor joins us from Vegas Nation, right here the Las Vegas Review-Journal and our teammate on the flagship. So, Vinny, a tough decision today, but as I framed it in the opening here, it seems to be more of a business decision going forward than the Niner game coming up. How do you see it? Yeah, no question about it. And I know the, the easy thing or the lazy thing, for that matter, would be for people to interpret this as, you know, they're putting all the blame on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the scapegoat uh, for the season. It goes so much deeper than all that. Um, you know, the, the there will be a trade market for Derek Carr. Do I believe Derek? Do I believe the Raiders have moved on from Derek Carr? Yes, I do believe that. Uh, and and one of the ways that they can enhance the quarterback position and the team moving forward is to be able to move Derek Carr at some point, which I expect them to do. To do that, you can't risk putting him out there and getting getting him injured. Just look what happened to the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. If you want to use an example, that completely dried up his market because nobody was going to trade for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. So, obviously, the $40 million that he would be owed if he got hurt, uh, that plays into this as well. That's an enormous amount of money. But more than anything, the Raiders are trying to protect what now becomes a trade asset for them in Derek Carr, and there will be a healthy market for Derek Carr. Um, so this decision to shut him down over these last two games is all about that and not being a scapegoat or the blame being put on him. I will say this. If Derek Carr had played better this year, especially over this last month, 
we're probably not having this conversation because maybe the Raiders uh, are moving forward with Derek Carr into the future. But that doesn't look to be the case. That's how it played out. And this is the decision that the Raiders are making to uh, ensure that they're going to have a tradable asset in Derek Carr at the end of the season. Vinny Bonsignor joins us. I agree with everything you said. Most importantly, if the Raiders didn't lose the Baker Mayfield game into Kenny Pickett, two games they should have won easily. Easily. Not even a contest. I still think Derek's playing to try to secure a playoff spot in the final two weeks. And there is risk-reward, Vinny, because he could have got hurt. But if it comes into the last game against Kansas City and the Raiders are tied with Miami with an opportunity to go to the playoffs, I believe he's playing. Do you believe that, or do you think he would have been benched either way because of the way this contract looks next year with the guaranteed money? Uh, I, I think this is a benching for, uh, you know, for the next two games. If they, because... Let's, let's also look at it from this perspective. If they get to Kansas City and they're still alive, I would presume that Jared Stidham probably played a pretty decent game yeah. against the 49ers to allow that to happen. So um, you have to look at it from that perspective as well. But in the overall picture, uh, with the Raiders' playoff hopes you know, pretty bleak right now, um, and, and a bigger picture that has emerged now, you have to start looking ahead to 2023. Uh, and beyond, and I feel like you know I was asked earlier, um, you know, did the, did the Steelers game kind of cinch it, or was that the reason? I think the decision to lean more in the direction of moving on from Derek Carr was probably made a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't think it came down just to the Pittsburgh game. Obviously, it helps his cause if they beat the Rams and they beat the Steelers, and we can't overlook the fact that. Um, you know, as, as much as everybody respects Derek Carr and admires Derek Carr for everything that he's been, um, you know, stood for um, as, as somebody off the field, on the field, and every hit that he's taken as a Raiders quarterback, trying to, you know, almost being the face of everything, we can't overlook that he didn't play well against the Rams. He didn't play well against Pittsburgh. That's led to this as well. Vinny Monsignor is our guest. You know, Vinny, what's, what's sad about this for Derek, him personally, not the organization and the team because they've been through it, the organization long-term is more important than any one player. Anybody knows that in sports. But if you go back to the Ruggs tragedy that killed Tina Tintor and what happened in that scenario, if you look at the Gruden emails which were leaked and released, which really torpedoed the Raiders and eventually torpedoed the relationship of Gruden and Carr, which was a fantastic relationship with both of those guys, and that's happened, and that's part of the recent history of the franchise. There's a new regime there. Derek Carr wasn't Dave Ziegler's guy, but Dave seems to get along with him great, and Josh McDaniels and all of that. So much had to happen for this to happen for, to Derek Carr today. And a lot of it was out of his control. Like I mentioned last year and everything that he had to deal with, and then a new regime this year put Derek in a really tough spot. I don't want to say a no-win situation because he could have won all these games and we wouldn't be having this conversation, but there were a lot of things stacked against him. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, whatever you feel about Dave Ziegler and, and Joshua Daniels uh, at this very moment about the decision, whether you support it, um, you know, or, or you're upset. And, and I, I understand uh, completely both of those, you know, sentiments and, and emotions. The one thing I will say, uh, you know, in their defense, is they were very honest from the very beginning mm-hmm. uh, about what this year, they, obviously they didn't want to rebuild. They felt like this was a playoff team, but, they, but they've said this so many times in so many conversations. So much of this year was also going to be about evaluation. You can't know what you have. Um, in a team, in players, in your locker room, anything, until you experience it. 
and live it day after day after day and watch it and evaluate it and assess it. And so they, they made it very clear that they were going to use this season to also evaluate moving forward. And they, they literally structured Derek Carr's extension to reflect that. Mm-hmm. There was an out at the end of the first year. Why do you do that? So that everybody can regroup at the end of the, that year and say, hey, do we want to move forward or not? That was an honest thing to do. Um, and they also gave him a no-trade clause so that if they do go into a trade situation, he's going to have a say in where he ends up. So they protected him in that regard as well. But I agree with you uh, in the overall sense. A lot had to happen for this to lead to where it is right now, going all the way back. And that's why I give Derek Carr so much credit mm-hmm. for how he's handled so much of this over the last nine years. And I will say this, too. Derek Carr will find a landing spot. I truly believe he will. I don't think that he's going to retire. I'm not saying for sure that's going to happen if they move on from him, which I think they will. Uh, but there'll be a, a market for him, a trade market for him. I think he's going to land someplace that's going to be preferable to him. And I think that a guy like Derek Carr, maybe he deserves at this point or um, you know, requires at this point a breath of fresh air someplace else mm-hmm. and a new start. We've seen it happen before where guys can you know, get it back together and, and go on and flourish in Chapter 2 of their careers. Maybe this opportunity... Uh, is now afforded to Derek Carr. And I would not be surprised whatsoever if once he ended up, um, he, he was going to flourish. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I wish nothing but the best for Derek, depending on what happens. And we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, this is not a closed book completely just yet, even though it looks like it. So, Vinny, what's the risk-reward for Dave Ziegler and the organization on now having to trade him? So you put him in bubble wrap, which I agree with this decision. There's no way they could afford it with this record for Derek to get hurt and to be really behind the eight ball if they wanted to make a trade. You nailed it with the Jimmy Garoppolo scenario. It's identical, and I think Derek's a better player than Jimmy Garoppolo in a lot of instances. Other people would debate that. But what do they have to do now before they have to release Derek Carr if they don't find a dance partner here? How much pressure does that put on the organization to find a deal? Yeah, um, I'd be shocked if they couldn't find a deal. Uh, I know that there's a lot of money. Uh, involved with Derek Carr, but it's not an exorbitant amount. It's not uh, It's not enough where a, a, a team that is in need of a quarterback, the Indianapolis Colts, Colt, you know, maybe the New Orleans Saints, um, you know, there's teams out there that are going to be looking for a quarterback, most the Seattle Seahawks perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so his contract is suitable for a, a, a trade. I think that will happen. But if it doesn't happen, um, you know, then they, then they have, uh, you know, the opportunity at some point to regroup as well and decide, you know, whether or not, um, you know, they, they, they want to move forward with their car or give it another chance. Now, there is a deadline involved, a semi-deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, February 15th, three days after the Super Bowl, they're going to have to make a decision because if he's on the roster, somebody's going to own that $40 million, whether it's them or a team that they're going to trade him to. So I would imagine um, that there's going to be a lot of work done over this next, you know, couple of months or so uh, before it gets to February 15th, where the Raiders are going to have a clear picture of what that market is, whether it's feasible to trade him, or if the best option then is to release him or to hold on to him. I would think, though, that when we get to February 15th, there will be some clarity in terms of a market for uh, Derek Carr. Maybe he'll be traded uh, by then or, or shortly mm-hmm. after. Vinny Bonsignor, as you wrap it up, really that's the whole big deal getting forward here is where the Raiders go with a quarterback long term. And we're going to have the whole offseason, but a short one, very short one, to discuss this in regards to that deadline that you're talking about, Vinny, and that has to do with getting a quarterback 
better than Derek Carr, which there are several quarterbacks in this league who I think are better than Derek but are under contract, and they're not available. And then there's some that when you hear Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson situation where he could be franchised, or the cover story here with the rookies, the rookies who could come out here. So that's where we go next with this conversation is the future of a Raider quarterback. If it's not going to be Derek Carr, how big of a swing can the Raiders make? Well, that's that's the whole story yeah. after the Derek Carr uh, situation. Yes, no question about it. Is it going to be? I would I would suspect that it's going to be a uh, a short term answer um, initially. You know, with a veteran quarterback coming in uh, and some sort of a, a, a draft player. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, that they're going to be grooming. Uh, but uh, there's so many dynamics that play into that. You know, uh, being able to secure. I think they'll be able to find a free agent quarterback. You look at the Raiders. Whether you want to talk about Tom Brady or perhaps Jimmy Garoppolo, who almost undoubtedly um, will be available, if you look at this roster, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs probably is going to come back, uh, Hunter Renfro. I mean, it's not a, it's an attractive roster. There's a lot of quarterbacks that would like the opportunity to play with this team. So I think they'll be able to solve that end of it in terms of the short term. The longer term of who they draft, do they draft somebody, do they wait till next year? Uh, then that becomes another question. But I would suspect that they, um, are, 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 they're, they're going to have a, and probably a pretty recognizable quarterback uh, under center next year. Thanks, Vinny. I know you've got a busy day and a lot of deadlines to get to. Thanks for the time. We'll see you out at the stadium. All right, you got it. Have a great show. All right, that's Vinny Bonsignor here as we open up the show, open up the phones to you on what is an historic day. It's a real historic day here as the Raiders move on from Derek Carr in the short term. Does that mean that Derek Carr can come back and be the quarterback for this team? Yes, probably not. We dip the show in reality all the time. And as I've told you, if you're listening for 20 minutes or 20 years, I never talk about a player's status until there's days like this. Until there's days like this. You know, I didn't have the door open for this debate a week ago out of respect to Derek Carr, and today we open up the door and do it. It's different. You know, I wasn't going to see us doing this for a long time over the offseason because I knew Derek's contract status and what the Raiders needed to do after the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people care about Derek Carr. Many do. Everybody in that building does. His teammates. Everybody cares about Derek Carr. Why wouldn't you? He's been he's been your quarterback. He's been through a lot. He's got all these Raider records. He hasn't won a playoff game, but he's played with the heart and soul of a playoff quarterback. Pro Bowls, all of that. Great comeback wins. And a lot of the times he had the he had the stack uh, the deck stacked against him. He started his career off zero and ten, right? I mentioned the rug situation, the Gruden emails. You can go back to leaving Oakland to come to Vegas. The guy's been through an awful lot, man. And I think we've made that clear on this show, on this particular show about that and what we feel about Derek Carr. And there's a lot of emotion that runs through this year. But today, to me, this was simply a business decision. The business was to make sure that he didn't get injured so they're on the hook for the entire contract next year and they can't do anything other than bring back a potential injured quarterback. Remember, the Niner blueprint is the blueprint. They wanted nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Zero. I do another show, a national show every night. We don't talk much Garoppolo here. I did on the other show. Garoppolo got hurt. They couldn't get a bag of footballs for him. And a lot of good teams would have wanted him because he was injured. Then they couldn't get a trade partner, and Trey Lance got injured. And they're like, oh, my God, we didn't move Garoppolo. Oh, I can't believe it. We can use him. And now the Niners can go to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as Jimmy's hurt, Garoppolo's hurt. Same thing could happen with the Raiders. 
God forbid someone gets hurt here and the Raiders look and say, you know, we still got Derek. We can bring him back because we don't have anything else. I think the most fascinating thing about this is I believe the Raiders can get a first-round pick for Derek Carr. I don't think they can get two. They're going to get two first-round picks for a player that everyone around the league knows is leaving. Who's going to step up and say, I'll give you two? They can just wait for him to be released and go in with that and try to give him new money. But the question is, if you can get something really strong, an extra first-round pick in a heavy quarterback draft where you already have a high pick and can use those two picks to get the quarterback of the future and then bring in a veteran, that would be a possibility. But that means you got to grow with a young quarterback. And how patient are you going to be in this market telling the season ticket holders, hey, you got this really good young quarterback, Will Levis or C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever it is, it's going to take a couple of years to develop him. Let's park a Jimmy Garoppolo in front of him to mentor him. Derek wasn't going to be here to mentor his new quarterback, okay? Let's get that out of the way. Derek Carr is in the absolute prime of his career. He just so happened to not play well this year. And you can blame the offensive line. You could blame the head coach and the play caller. You can blame a lot. See, I know this, fortunately, because I've been doing this 26 years, is that uh, everybody blames everybody when it comes to this. Someone has to be at fault here. No one's going to call me and say today, you know, JT, this is a really shrewd, smart business decision by the Raiders. I understand the economics. I understand the record. I understand what happened. That's not going to happen today. Okay? I don't get hazard pay. When I walk in, I don't put on a shield of armor when I come in here. It's sports radio. It's fun. But days like these are very interesting to me because I know what's going to happen. There's going to be car supporters and there's going to be car detractors. And all I ever said, say it with me, what's the rule? What's the rule? The only rule you've ever had on this show, don't make it personal. Do not make it personal with Derek Carr, his family, his kids. Do not make it personal. If you don't like the way he played, if you think he was deteriorating, if you, don't, if you want to move on to someone else, that's great. Just don't make it personal. And don't make it personal with the coach and the owner. This is a business decision. You don't have to like anybody on this show, but just take the high road. That's all we ask you to do. Very tough day today. I think the world to Derek Carr. He's been great to me. I think I've been very good to him while running a radio show. And that's all it is to it. And if he doesn't play for the Raiders again, he was one hell of a Raider quarterback. Once a Raider, always a Raider. But there's still some decisions that could happen in his favor. Hardcore Raider, start us off today on the flagship. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Uh, I, I'm going to try not to pour salt in the wound because I, I don't want to do that. You know, Derek Carr is a great guy. I really wish we could have got it done with him. And you're right. He was up against a lot, you know. Uh, anybody else probably would have crumbled, let's be honest. You know, and I'll tip my hat to Derek Carr and his love for this organization, you know. Uh, it is heartbreaking, but it is a production-based business. The, the, the main thing I look at is, you know, NFL teams, when you got to pay a quarterback as much money as – and this goes for any team, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, eventually those big contracts catch up to a team. And if you're at a point where you need – there's so many holes in a team where you're not just one or two players away, eventually it's going to catch up with you. I felt like when we paid him the first contract, we were in that category – and I feel like moving forward, if we were to keep Derek Carr and paying him that contract, we'd be in that same realm. And there's just too many holes in this team to pay that kind of money for really an above-average uh, production. You know, I do think we could win with Derek Carr, but it would have to be for a lot less money. But that's all I want to say. And, you know, I'll always yeah. love Derek Carr no matter what. Nice. So. Appreciate it. I think you could win with Derek Carr for this amount of money. They're not paying him Mahomes' money and Aaron Rodgers' money. He's not getting Deshaun Watson money. 
He's not going to get Lamar Jackson money going forward. I think you could easily win with Derek Carr. I've always thought you could win with Carr. I've seen Brad Johnson, Trent for Jeff Hostetler win Super Bowls. I know you can win with Carr. Carr's a hell of a quarterback. He's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, it's unfortunate here that he didn't have a great offensive line the entire time he was here. Even the year in two, 2016, he had some really good offensive linemen, but it wasn't elite. Okay, so some guys play for better teams. Ben Roethlisberger got drafted by who? The Steelers. He could have got drafted by the Jaguars. We would never have talked about Roethlisberger being who he is. Derek Carr got drafted by the Raiders. The Raiders helped establish his brand in Oakland to become a really good Pro Bowl quarterback. Elite? No, he's not an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. Derek Carr is not. Derek Carr is very, very good. And absolutely, the Raiders should have won more games with him. There's a lot of blame to go around. And if the Raiders kept him and they decided to extend this contract and keep it going, I think the Raiders could still win with him. But there are better quarterbacks than Derek Carr, and there are a lot worse than Derek Carr. But the mobility of the quarterback going forward, I think, is critical. Critical going forward in the era that we're playing and we're going forward to now. It's like the NBA. you got to get a three-point shooter. You're not going to get Steph Curry, but you better get a guy who can knock down some threes. That's where the game is. 30 years ago, the game wasn't threes. Right? It was pounded into the post. Pounded into the post. Now you need a quarterback who can run for 60, 70 yards a game. Because that's what the Buffalo quarterback does, the Kansas City quarterback, the Baltimore quarterback. They're all in the AFC. And I think the best of all of them is Herbert. And that drives you nuts. So the Raiders have a big decision to make. But could they win with him? Absolutely. If the Raiders came out today and said, we're, we're going to play Carr if this didn't happen today, and we went into next year with Carr, and I think the, the price tag's okay for Carr, and they were able to get us an elite defensive tackle and an elite edge rusher, or if they look, depending on Chandler Jones's health and what's happening, he's on IR. We wish him the best. But they get the star middle linebacker, and then they get the best free agent right tackle available and kept Derek Carr. I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but they're not doing that. They're going in a different direction, and it hurts, and it bothers a lot of people, and we get it. We still got a game to play with Jared Stidham against the Niners. The line moved violently after that. We had Jeff Sherman on today. I had to rebook him over at the Westgate. And Jeff, let me get the text here because he was in, in, anticipating this happening with the line move for our gamblers out there. And he just texted me. We adjusted from 49ers minus 6 to minus 10 and test, anticipating this move along with the other injuries. Next week's line for Kansas City we adjusted from eight and a half, Kansas City minus eight and a half to ten and a half. Okay, so that's that's reality and how you're going to handle this move. But damn, Derek Carr is a good guy, and that that'll never change my perception. You will, as long as you listen to my show, as lucky and fortunate as they keep me, and I'm able to be on the air in any platform. I only have great things to say about Derek Carr off the field, and I think I've been fair with the criticism on the field. Want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Alex is in Rhode Island listening on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening? Hey, what's happening? Uh, to me, the only thing, the only way that this thing works is if you get a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. If you don't, this whole thing does not work. And to me, again, the big elephant in the room does this new regime have the capability to do that? I'm going to be honest with you. They have not been totally impressed, utterly impressive to me to this point. Mm-hmm. And keep this in mind. 
This is the same regime, same group of guys that drafted Tim Tebow number one and traded three picks to get him. And I know it was a long time ago, and I know you might disagree with me, but to be honest with you, again, I'm, this is what I am seeing. I don't know what your thoughts are. On no, that. my thoughts are is that this, they're on a prove-it deal, too. The general manager and the head coach are on a prove-it deal. They got an opportunity to become a first-time GM, a second-time head coach, to take over a team that they wanted to make a lot of changes to. Appreciate your call. And now they have to prove that they can win after a bold move like this. Again, it says in the opening, this is big boy radio. We understand what's happening here. These are really tough decisions made at the highest level in the biggest sport in the land, NFL. So there's risk-reward in all that. Is there a risk of moving on from Derek Carr? Hell yeah, there is a risk moving on from Derek Carr. But can you continue to go down this road? And again, this is another example that everybody should understand in sports, not just with the Raiders. When there's a new coach and a new GM, they tend to want to bring in their own guys. That's what's happening here. We've told you that all season long as they are trying to reconstruct this roster for next year while competing this year. And the thing that really makes me upset about everything here is the blown games. We wouldn't be having this conversation if the Raiders didn't blow these games on a global level. We wouldn't have a card discussion today. We wouldn't have a discussion on the draft picks. We wouldn't be talking about this if the Raiders didn't blow a 17-0 lead against the Jaguars, a franchise that were five steps behind the Raiders. They didn't lose to Baker Mayfield in historic fashion, and they didn't lose to Kenny Bleep and Pickett. If that doesn't happen, those are three more wins, and if Kyler Murray is just tackled one time, not ten times, one time in the fourth quarter. If he's tackled one time, Kyler Murray, then we don't have this conversation. So all of that, all of that steamrolled into an avalanche. You know, you've been seeing videos of an avalanche at the top of a mountain, and you keep putting pressure on the top of that snowbank, and then it drops. Well, the pressure of all these losses that were historic they were historic losses, I have the numbers in front of me, led to Derek Carr leaving. If they won all those games, Derek Carr would be here. They lost all those games, Derek Carr probably isn't going to be here. That's one of the ways I see it. And then the financial move, the financial move to me is a no-brainer in a lot of ways because if Nick Bosa put Derek Carr down in this game and his back is out or he blows out his ACL, Raiders are dead next year. Oh, I mean dead. They don't have Derek Carr. Who's, Kyler Murray is not going to play till the third, first third of the season. If that happens to Carr, Raiders don't have a quarterback. They don't draft a quarterback. They don't get an Aaron Rodgers or a Brady if you're dreaming of that. None of that happens. So this was a business decision today, and it's painful. It's painful. But there's been a lot of pain in regards to talking Raider football lately. Hopefully this leads to something bigger. Do you see it right now? I don't know if I see it, but I, I understand what they're trying to do. And it's unfortunate because Derek, his wife, his kids are a big part of this community. And if he's not here, it's a big loss for this community because he's an iconic person in Vegas when it comes to sports, his faith, and what he's done in this town in a short period of time. Um, and had a had a uh, good conversation with the quarterbacks this morning, and uh, so we're 
We're going to go ahead and, and start Jarrett uh, the last couple games of the season here. Um, you know, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a, an opportunity to, um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Um, you know, uh, talking to Derek, uh, who was great. Um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in and the situation and um, very supportive of the two young guys. Uh, that Those three guys obviously have worked together hand-in-hand hand all year. It's head coach Josh McDaniels. I'll have him on tomorrow. First question I'll ask him is what went into this decision. Tell us about this decision with Derek Carr. He just told you the answer. He sat down with him. They're going in a different direction. You know the answer. The answer is they couldn't afford for him to get injured. They couldn't afford the injury in the contract. That's what this came down to. Of course you'd want Derek to play the final two games of the year. I believe, I don't know this to be accurate, if the Raiders didn't have the losses that they had mounting, because they won five, four out of five, it should have been five in a row. The Baker Mayfield game changed everything. 16-3, to three, it changed everything. Changed the momentum of the entire back end of the season. Right, because they blew it in the middle of the season with New Orleans, Jacksonville, and what happened there. But they got it back. And then they got a bonus handed to them with Baker Mayfield getting the playbook like 36 hours before, up 16 to 3. If they lose, if they win that game and they beat Kenny Pickett, they're pretty much dead even record wise with Miami with two games to go. I mean, can you imagine the ruckus if Derek didn't come out of the tunnel tied with Miami for the seventh seed? I think Derek would have came out of the tunnel. Lose those games, it's an easier decision. It's not an easy decision. It just makes it a little bit easier to understand that if he gets hurt, they lose their offseason. Offseason's over. We're just sitting here waiting for the pick in the first round. Now that pick could be traded to go get someone much better than Derek or better than Derek. That's what this extra pick, holding on to these picks, mean if you got to do a trade and you're going to get a one for Derek at least or whatever you get for Derek. I don't know what the market is for Derek because I think a couple of teams are going to sit back and go, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because I'm okay with my quarterback, but if Derek hits the open market, we can give him, we can go after him and talk to his agent. I don't know how this is going to play out, but it's definitely going to be something we're going to cover better than anybody on the flagship station here in Vegas, knowing how important it is to you. So as we open up this uh, segment, let's get out to Andy in Long Island, where I'm from initially. Go ahead, Andy. Good afternoon, yes. I think that Derek Carr right now should renegotiate with the Raiders so he could stay. We want to pay him enough so that we can pay him fine, but we want to get a good offensive lineman in there with the extra money. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think the renegotiation is completely off the table in regards to the contract there, but Derek, Derek's got great options. I mean, look, look Derek... Derek could technically make more money by leaving here. I don't think it's about the money for Derek, but Derek's going to have landing spots with the Giants, Washington, Houston, Indy, Arizona, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Miami, New Orleans. I mean, well, I'm, saying, I'm it, saying if Derek really wants to be a Raider, he should offer right now to play for a lower price so mm-hmm. they can afford to keep him and then um, have a Raider career for his whole life. What what happens if Josh McDaniels doesn't want to keep him and wants to go in a different direction? Well, then then obviously he doesn't have that. Right. Answer, but I'm uh, just saying, but if he were to offer, at least that would uh, put him back in the game. Fair point. Thanks for the call. Uh, a renegotiated contract. Uh, Derek, that's what Derek did with this contract. Derek signed that contract with his agent. And the day after he signed that contract, Vinny Bonsignor broke down the contract. And you called into this show and said, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this with the out? 
I guess he signed this three-year deal, 100 plus. No, no, no. It was a one-year deal. And then it was a one-year deal the next year. There was always an out for the Raiders. And again, this goes back to John Gruden and what happened. In my opinion, if what, if what happened to John Gruden didn't happen to Don, John Gruden, Gruden probably would have been here nine, ten years. I think he would have won. Just like I'm hoping Coach McDaniels wins. I'm totally invested in the Raiders winning and winning big here. And Derek sat there one day and John Gruden's gone. Gone. And that was his guy. They were tight. They were working together. Derek didn't do anything wrong. Derek didn't have an email chain with friends. Derek didn't do anything wrong. You know I'm pro Gruden. Uh, what he's done for my career. The, the text messages, uh, the, the emails, what happened there. It happened. Everything that happened here, Derek had to deal with and had to go out in front of the media as the captain of the team and handle all of it. From Ruggs to Coach Gruden to all these moves to his contract. I'm the only guy he sat down with after he signed his contract. I was there with his wife and kids running around in the background when he signed that deal. It was so cool to be the first guy in the chair to talk to him and congratulate him. And that's the story of my life on this show. Anything that happens one day could change the next. Joe's in Vegas on 920. Hello, Joe. Jake, it's a tough day today, and we all understand that this is business and stuff, and I get it. I just wish one time, one time somebody will have a set and come out and just say, this is what we're going to do, this is why we're sitting them, we're going to move forward, instead of just dancing around the questions all the time. One time. What, what do you want him to say? What, Joe, what do you want him to say? I can't get you a pass in the studio tomorrow still with COVID restrictions, but if you were sitting down between me and Josh McDaniels, you just heard his press conference today, what would you ask him? Just stop dancing around the question. Dancing around what? We're dancing around what? They're not, they're not playing Derek because they can't afford him to get injured in the next two games or they lose that. out. So That's what would you? What, what, what is he dancing around with? What? Why can't they come out and say that? So you want you want before they're going to use leverage to try to trade and get the best deal possible for the most amount of picks in a trade, you want the coach to tell you and not dance they're around not and give you everything. Trade. Everybody knows what's going to happen. It's going to be the same thing like, like Jimmy G. Everybody's going to sit until the Raiders are going to release them, okay. and then it's going to be a bid and war. We all know that's, that. That's fair. That's fair. You know what that's, I'm that's fair. I disagree. I got a lot with... of respect for you, but I just think one time I would just like to have one organization to come out there and, and just be honest mm-hmm. with everybody and see where it goes. But yeah. the business is not done that way. It's not a it, it, it's not a perfect world mm-hmm. and stuff. Derek Carr was a good Raider. Definitely. He's a good human being. He's a good human being and stuff like that. And he's been through a lot. And yes. I think it, it, after a while, no offensive line there. That, they, they, that offensive line stinks. The defensive back stinks. They got some good players and stuff. Mm. Hopefully moving forward. But that man dealt with everything. And maybe it was just the last straw that broke his back. And plus, he's playing with a bad back. I have a bad back. And I keep telling mm. people, if he has a herniated rupture disc in his back or any kind of disc problems, in his lower back, and he's trying to play through that. I give that man a lot of credit, bro, because yeah. I got I got uh, hey, Joe. hardware in my back. But but Joe, good phone call. You said a lot of good things there. Keep calling back, okay? You got it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Look, they're, they're in a leverage situation now to get some assets for Derek Carr, we all believe. They're not going to give you their plan. <laughs> they're not going to – you're not going to win in a raffle a free ticket into Dave Ziegler's war room where you hear this. But there's speculation. That's why there's sports radio. I think I've given you the speculation. Do you get a Brady? Do you get Aaron Rodgers, which you'd have to trade for? 
you'd have to trade for. Tom Brady's the unrestricted free agent. Would he be a bridge quarterback for a year with Josh McDaniels to groom another one? Vinny said that by not mentioning Brady. Do you get a Jimmy Garoppolo to groom one of these top eight picks? Because you can get a quarterback where the Raiders are going to be. With this top eight, it could be as high as five pick. You can get, on the cover of the Las Vegas Review-Journal today, arm for the future when you look at these. Adam Hill wrote this column of the three quarterbacks that are coming out, of presumably in the top four or five. If the Raiders wanted one of those guys, would you trade up and use another pick to get it and have your franchise franchise quarterback for the future, a mobile, young, athletic Much better quarterback than Derek was at Fresno State. We're talking about Derek wasn't a top two pick, three, four pick. Derek turned out to be an excellent quarterback. These guys are franchise guys that might turn out to be the next Josh Allen Mahomes. So do you want to go all in to get one of those guys? Well, if you're going to do that, you need a veteran to groom that guy. Could be Jared Stidham. I doubt it, but it could be Stidham. To groom one of those guys, I don't know how this is going to play out. Today's show is about Derek Carr. We're not saying goodbye. He hasn't been cut. He's been benched. How does this play out with the Raiders going forward? How does this affect you as a fan? I want to thank PTs. I didn't get a chance to do it in the open as they fuel the monologue. 64 Taverns here. Illuminate when they have the I Illuminate. I Illuminate. The great show over at the Strat. You got to see it there. That's a great show. Go see everything that they're doing there. Thanks to PTs and all of our proud partners as I have Today and tomorrow, to give them all a big hug, because it's the same thing next Tuesday. I love all our partners. But we're coming to the end of the year, as Bobby reminds me. Let me double-check here, Bobby. Is this my last radio show of 2022? Yeah, well, Friday, because we're going to be Sunday. We have the pregame show. And then we come back on Monday, the 2nd. So, yeah, we got a show and a half to go before we wrap up this year. It's amazing. There's not going to be any, like, Gift exchanges over the air and kumbaya, right? We can't get that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we got. We, every day we get what we get, and we try to give you everything we got. 702-365-9200. Here's what we got. I backloaded the show. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Very interesting conversation I had with him on the national show. He mentions Derek Carr and what he has to say. Bill Williamson, been covering the Raiders longer than anyone in this market. He's going to join us also. We'll talk to him. And Larry Kruger covering the Niners at the top of the hour. That's going to be a big interview as we preview the Niners. There's a possibility that we would we, we would do the right thing regardless of the position. Everybody, you know, can do better, and I, I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you that he could do the same thing. So, Josh McDaniels, JT, back with you. I'll interview the coach tomorrow. The breaking news: Derek Carr benched for the final remaining games of the season. What does that mean for Derek's contract and status going forward? This will be a Huge topic, obviously, going on for quite some time. There's a lot of football left. Uh, two of the best teams, the two of the best tickets on the schedule, and a lot of fans are going to be affected by this, clearly because of the level of competition, who's available to play, Chandler Jones, Denzel Perryman, and Derek Carr not playing in this game. You could do the math, look at the line, how it moved there, and how the Raiders now need to show up and play at a very high level 
at a very intense pace. Larry Kruger at the top of the hour, breaking down the 49ers. Kelvin in Lancaster, California. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Hey, JT. I think the Raiders the Raider season, in my mind, got derailed in preseason when mm-hmm. Derek Carr didn't play not one second in the preseason. None of the starters played, and it got off to the 0-4 start. You know, there was coming you know, a new coaching staff, new wide receivers, putting in a new system, and they got off to that bad start, and they just never recovered from it. And, you know, also, you know, Derek is not the athletic quarterback that he was before he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he refuses to run. He refuses to extend plays. Uh, he throws the ball into the ground, and it's it just all, all caught up with him. Yeah, D- Derek's mobility is a liability. It, it's become a liability. It never was. It it was to some degree, but in 2016 when he was probably going to be the MVP, he was in the top three. He was running a lot more. He suffered an injury. Did that change him? Instantly it did, but I thought he got it back. He's just not a mobile quarterback in an era where you have to be mobile. There are guys who are just as athletic as Derek, not better, not worse, pretty much similar to him that run a lot more, and they do a lot more outside the pocket, and we've all been critical of that at Derek. That's one of the weaknesses in his in his game is that he only runs when he has to, and if they're going to get another quarterback, long-term quarterback, that quarterback better be much better iconic, like a Hall of Famer, wink, wink, because there's a few of them out there, or a young kid who can run like the wind because that's where the sport's going. That's where everyone's going. That's where this division is, and Denver's in the same boat. How do you think Denver feels now that Russell Wilson doesn't want to run anymore? He's one of the best yeah. running quarterbacks I've ever seen. He doesn't run anymore. Yeah, they wish they can get rid of him right away. Yeah, appreciate the call. You know, Again, I don't think this comes down to the Raiders wanting to get rid of Carr. They didn't want to get rid of him when they started the year. You saw all the press conferences, all the smiles, everything. Devontae came here. To play with Derek. They didn't want to get rid of Derek. They wanted it to work with Derek. And a lot of things happened where it didn't work this year. And I think it all could have been, and you can look at it as, look, maybe the team isn't that good. Last year, some people have come up to me and said that we weren't really that good last year, but we fought like hell and made the playoffs. It wasn't a great team, but we played great. Well, that's important to me. They played great. They won their last four games. Look what's happened here. The Baker Mayfield loss and the Kenny Pickett loss really hurt the team. Because they would have been a playoff team. This team, which really played poorly this year in really bright spots, could have still made the playoffs if they didn't have these horrific losses and collapses. But the collapses and the horrific losses is the reason why Derek Carr's benched and the team's outside the playoffs. That's what happened here. And that's why we're dealing with this today. I never expected to host this show at any point this year. And it comes like this. It's the business of sports. It's the business of sports radio. George is up north in San Jose. Hello, George. Hey, JT. How's it going? I'm Happy doing new good. Year. What's happening? Early New Year for you. You know, I just uh, first time caller, long time mm. uh, listener, but I just I just uh, want to get to your point about you know Derek Carr because uh, you know I've been a Raider fan for for all my life. But mm. My first ever Raider game was Derek Carr's first victory. You know, I got to see Charles Woodson uh celebrate i got to see Derek carr really put the chiefs away Mm -hmm. and you know i think that's been the tale of uh of Derek carr and you know to your point about mobile quarterbacks i mean you know in the afc there's just a majority of mobile quarterbacks are in this division and and i think john gruden you know i give credit to john gruden for wanting to 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 use Derek carr 
and mold him to beat Kansas City. I think mm-hmm. that philosophy is still important for the Raiders to mm-hmm. beat, you know, high-scoring teams. And, you know, even going back to 2020 when Derek Carr put a 40-bomb in Kansas City, like having mm-hmm. that killer instinct, I think that's what John Gruden wanted out of, out of Derek Carr, and Derek Carr has always proven that. But, you know, with, with the lack of, of scoring points in this mm-hmm. division, I think it's it's been a huge challenge. You know, I really... Yeah. I really feel for, for mm-hmm. Derek Carr, and, you know, I just want you uh, uh, to know that it's it's just frustrating, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I, I love Derek Carr. I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I want him to score points. I want him to have that killer mentality. I think, you know, um, in, if he ever does go to another team, it most likely will be an FC team where there are more mm-hmm. uh, just passing pocket quarterbacks. But, you know, in the AFC, it's proven to be done. Look at Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He's able to score, and you know that's that's the quarterback who we lost mm-hmm. in the playoffs to. So it's possible. You know, yeah. I just hope that the Raiders can continue to do that. And I give credit to Derek Carr as well. You know, for for Devontae Adams coming here. I know he wanted to be a Raider himself, but credit to Derek Carr. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have Devontae here, and you yeah. know, for the next uh, two games, throw it to Devontae. Yeah, uh, I would hope so. I would hope. Thanks for the call. I think there's a lot of good players playing in this game. I wanted the Brock Purdy game so badly. You heard me. You can hear it in my voice. I wanted that game so badly. I wanted Derek versus Brock Purdy in a game that meant something. The game doesn't mean anything compared to what it could have been. And don't give me their 1% chance for the playoffs. Put my heart and soul into this show. Don't give me this 1% crap. Okay? We, we had 50%, 60% if they beat Pittsburgh with Miami. Okay? Not 1%. And that's one of the reasons we're here today. Look, Mark Davis took some big swings. He gave John Gruden $100 million, and he hired the most successful play caller in the history of the NFL, the only play caller with six Super Bowl rings. They tried hard with this offense to get it elevated. The Gruden situation came out of nowhere, and there's going to be more to that as that gets uncovered, and you're going to find out more of that story. Mike Florio is going to join us to talk about that. And Josh McDaniels has got to turn this around with whoever the next quarterback's going to be.